right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ray Sports Rants. My name's Ray Rout. For those of you watching the live show late tonight, it's Halloween. Had to give all the trick-or-treaters candy. Had to drop my kids off, pick my kids up. All that stuff that uh, parents know all about. Got a little knock today. Welcome to Ray Sports Rant, part of the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. Give us a follow on Twitter at DBlundellNet. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Follow our founder at it's Dean Blundell. What are we talking about today? Kind of lots of things, right? We're going to talk about this nonsense that Bill Belichick uh, isn't involved in the Patriots trade talks. Uh, talking about the Maple Leafs talking, and I can't wait until I got my boy Griff on tomorrow night. And uh, we can have that discussion a little bit further. We're talking about idiots that burn jerseys. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, scariest athletes of all time here on Ray Sports Rain. I like the sun. I'm really digging. The other in- outro intro, whatever, it's going to be for, uh, you know, who's got next. And I love my opening video montage. I'm so upset I can't use that song on the podcast on the audio version so if you're listening to the audio version you gotta check out the video version of this either on the Dean Bundell Twitter account my Twitter account or uh, you gotta check it on YouTube the Who's Got Next YouTube page but uh, let's get it started it's late you guys gotta go I gotta go we all gotta go let's get into it and uh, listen I just first of all happy Halloween everybody hope that uh, hope if your kids were out there that they had a good time Saw lots of pictures and stuff on Instagram. Um, I probably should have posted. You know what? Let me find it for you. So I wore this to the office today. I didn't wear, uh, I didn't, we didn't, I got a picture today, but I, I, so I was up in that, you know, that conference last week and uh, I may or may not have gotten a little bit intoxicated and uh, may have drank a little bit too much alcohol and I lost a, like the most important part of my costume. I, uh, I lost the mask. And uh, anybody who knows me knows that, you know, uh, they're not surprised. Let's just put it that way. But uh, we are breaking bad. Look at that. I mean, for those on the audio podcast, you got to watch it. You got you to gotta come see the video version of this. We look totally badass in this. Like, we look like we're actually ready to cook up some meth. Uh, so this is what I wore to the office today and it's hard. So we were in a senior management meeting. It is hard taking people serious when you've got everybody dressed up and my boy there and I are dressed up like that together. Um, you just look ridiculous. I look ridiculous. Everybody looks ridiculous. It's Halloween, right? Hope you had a good time. I got a little tonight. So smoking, uh, smoking pot, weed, ganja, all that kind of stuff. The fun stuff. So I'm just chill. I'm in a chill mood tonight. There may not be any rants, I guess. I don't know. You guys want to talk sports? Let's talk sports. So uh, Phil Perry put this out today. said, asked about the trade deadline today on WEEI, and Belichick says that Matt Groh would be the point person. Says, quote, all those things uh, take time. There's a process. I wouldn't be part of that process, generally speaking, uh, unless it was some type of unusual situation until late in the process. And I'm going to put it on the line right here. We're talking about a Bill Belichick 
who has micromanaged every little aspect of the New England Patriots organization since he took the reins in 2000. And he's trying to tell me that he has no involvement. It's all Matt Grow. He's not having any conversations. He has no involvement in the process. I'm sure he's just sitting there saying, Matt, don't worry about it. You do what you think is best for the team because that's what I pay you for. How unbill Belichickian does that sound? I know that I'm somebody who's come out and said, well, I think that Bill Belichick has changed, and he probably has changed a little bit, but I don't uh, believe him for one second that he's not having these conversations. How stupid does he think the media and the fan base really is? And I'm not hating on Belichick for this. We all know he's going to manipulate the media. He's going to manipulate the message. He's going to try to get the message out. As I talked about yesterday, maybe Toronto Maple Leafs players and coaches can try to work the media a little bit instead of whining like little crybabies. But Bill Belichick is going to work this message. And listen, I think that people know it, right? This guy winning sports picks says, yeah, okay, Bill, you be spearheading every process in that building. He probably decides what time people can take bathroom breaks. That wouldn't be surprising either. A little bit of Sheldon Cooper, a bathroom schedule, 7.15 every morning. Brady had to get up and go pee because that's when he told me he had to do. I Listen, I just don't. I just don't buy that Bill Belichick is not involved in the trade deadline process. And listen, I think that when it all comes down to it, the Patriots are not going to be buyers. This team is probably not a, more than likely not a playoff team. Uh, I said that at the beginning of the season, they were still in a rebuild. Belichick tried to expedite it too much. It may be time to try to shed some dead weight, some Nelson Aguilar's maybe. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is probably going to be on his way out because he's just seemed to fall completely out of favor with the entire Patriots organization. Uh, but for me to sit here right now and try to believe Bill Belichick when he says that, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm not a part of the trade process. Bill, 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 Bill. Come on, dude. Come on. I don't buy it for a second. You know what else I don't, I, I buy it because I see it. But what I don't get, people that burn jerseys. So this one comes out today. And it says, honestly embarrassed to be a fan of this team, but I've had enough. My Matthews jersey is next. Hashtag Leafs forever. Uh, and it comes from somebody who has a Edmonton Oilers avatar. So I don't know if I necessarily buy that this guy is actually a Leafs fan, but somebody out there had a Mitch Marner jersey, a official Reebok jersey, who threw it in a fire pit and burnt it. And even if this was just for stick and it was for click and for clout, I don't get this trend. I do not understand the trend of burning jerseys. The first time I remember it was in the LeBron James era when he left Cleveland to go to Miami. And I just think, how rich are you people that you can afford to spend that kind of money on a jersey and burn it? You know, I think about my soccer fandom. I think about Bayern Munich. Robert Lewandowski basically walks out on the team, says, sell me. I want nothing to do with this organization anymore. I'm bitter as all hell. I think about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Everybody knows I was bitter as all hell when Tom Brady left the Patriots. There was nothing in my soul that could allow me to burn a jersey that I paid good money for. I don't understand it. I don't understand this trend. I don't know why people think it's just what message are you sending that you have money to burn because you might as well just throw the 200 bucks or whatever you spent on that jersey in that fire pit. Do you think Mitch Marner is sitting at home going, oh no, some loser's burning my jersey because that's what you look like right now. You look like a loser and I'm not trying to, 
you know, get down on you during this moment, but why, how much money do you have? That's my whole thing. How much money do you have? And listen, I I'm looking at some of these comments, right? You know, this guy, Tyler says, you know, you could have donated that Jersey hundred percent, give it to somebody else. Then you've got uh, Edna who just says, give me attention because that's what it is. Uh, Jillian says, Austin Matthews is not going to put up with this for much longer. It, but I mean, put up with what fans being upset that the team isn't performing because I'm telling you right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs suck. Kyle Dubas has got to be on his way out. He's done. He's finished. He's through. He's built a soft team. He got rid of all the grit and you're starting to see the grit around the, N the NHL. We're going to get into the Leafs here a little bit deeper in a second. Right now, I'm just talking about people burning jerseys. This guy, Paul says, you know, you Canadians must be rolling in money. Uh, someone says, did you ever burn the Nylander jersey back in April? And by the way, William Nylander has been playing absolutely phenomenal for the Leafs, as we know. Listen, people, no matter how bad things get or no matter how upset you are at a player or anything of that nature, don't waste money and burn a jersey. I might keep this tweet. I'm going to I'm gonna ask Griff about this tomorrow because I want to know what he has to say about it because I think it's just a ridiculous waste of money. Even if a player leaves, even for whatever circumstances, there's only like certain jerseys that you'd probably want to get rid of for me. If I had like a Deshaun Watson Jersey, because he's a sexual predator, I wouldn't want that Jersey on my back. Uh, Michael Vick, because he abused dogs and I'm a dog person. And listen, I understand I'm not dogging on, on, on Michael Vick, no pun intended. I understand that, you know, he's grown and he's changed, but still, you know, it, it hurts me in my soul when I think about it, especially being a Rottweiler owner who is a quote unquote fighting dog in some of these circles. Um, you know, but for people like that, you know, who was, who was the punter in, you know, the, the, the punt God in Buffalo, like, would you, we want to wear his Jersey, Aaron Hernandez is one you probably want to get rid of, but besides like these rare circumstances, don't waste your money. Just move on. Let's keep talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. I want to have a little bit of fun here. Uh, an LA Kings fan says the Toronto Maple Leafs is Rosho says the Toronto Maple Leafs are fantastic. They just need to work on communication, passing, stick handling, scoring on a power play, skating, goaltending, coaching, team management, positioning, defending, poke checking, not checking three, not choking three and one leads and scoring on two and zero breakaways. Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal. Great. I, I love, you guys know, I love a great troll. I love a great tweet like that. And he nailed it on the head, except for goaltending. I'm going to say right now, like, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltending, especially Eli Samsonov, obviously, because he's been the guy who's been the starter for most of the year. Matt Murray, of course, is injured again. Um, I think he's been playing phenomenal. I think that that Samsonov or Samsonov, I can never, I think Griff says Samsonov, they say Samsonov on television, and it screws me up when I'm on here and I say it three different ways. But I think Samsonov has played excellent. I think that he's probably the only reason the Leafs have stayed in games, but they had that terrible trip, lose to the Ducks, lose to the Kings, lost Arizona a couple weeks ago. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs suck right now, and they suck right now because they're playing soft. That's what they do. The Toronto Maple Leafs play soft. And like I said, I'm, I'm okay with goaltending, but when I read through this, they need to work on communication. Yes, they need to work on passing. Yep, they need to work on stick handling. Yep, um, scoring on the power play. Yep, skating, probably. Goaltending is fine. Coaching, I think, has a problem. And I think it's more because of the way the team was built that the coach can't coach the way he needs to coach because the players are soft and they get upset if he tries to coach them. Uh, team management, obviously, I've been saying that Kyle Dubas is probably on his way out. Definitely he is now. And I'm telling you, the soft play on the ice is what's driving me the craziest. I've never seen turnovers like I've seen the Leafs do. Almost every single goal that goes against the Toronto Maple Leafs is off a turnover. 
and brilliant tweet by Rocho here. I'm going to read it for you one more time just because it's so great. The Toronto Maple Leafs are fantastic. They just need to work on communication, passing, stick handling, scoring on a power play, skating, goaltending, coaching, team management, position, defending, poke checking, not choking 3-1 leads, and scoring on a 2-0 break. Uh, Trey responds with the Toronto Maple Leafs are fantastic. Oh, you know, he just repeated all. Oh, these guys are all just – I hate when people do this, when you just copy and paste everything. But, I mean, I get it. Listen. Toronto lost four to three against the Ducks in overtime. They had a lead after the first period, which I believe I saw, which I thought was a crazy stat, that that was the first time they carried a lead out of the first period this season. Absolute insanity. Um, let's look at this tweet that the Bleacher Report put out today. It said, who's the scariest athlete ever to go up against? They have Mike Tyson. They have Lawrence Taylor, Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, obviously the GOATs in all of their respective sports and positions. Except that this picture is absolute insanity because everybody on the planet knows that it's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was absolutely terrifying in his prime. Mike Tyson could knock a gorilla out. Well, probably not. Did you guys ever hear that story that Mike Tyson once wanted to knock out a gorilla? I think that's one of the greatest stories in the history of just sports or, or mankind that he was at a zoo and he saw a gorilla bullying the other primates, and he tried to pay the zookeeper $1,000 because he was going to go punch that gorilla in the face. By the way, the gorilla would have torn him in half. But Mike Tyson was an animal in the ring. They're, like I get it. Lawrence Taylor was a beast. Michael Jordan was a beast. Serena Williams was a beast. You know, I see August saying, why is Brady not here? LOL. Uh, why would I fear Serena Williams? Oh, I mean, August, you're just an idiot. If you say, why would I fear Serena Williams? One of the most fierce, if not the most fierce women's tennis player of all time. Uh, but Brady could have been a guy on that list. It was always terrifying going to Gillette Stadium to play Tom Brady, especially with the combination of Bill Belichick. Uh, by the way, Brady had a lot of nice things to say about Belichick today. Maybe I'll try to read that before this show ends. I do want to talk a little bit about the Buffalo Bills beating the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, my boy Ozzy Rhino says, Tyson, how is this even a question? Agree 1,000%. Hannah says, Serena, fair enough. I don't, I don't agree with you, but uh, it's not. Someone says, LeBron, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of people saying LeBron. He, where's LeBron? <laughs> oh, man. Aaron Hernandez. Alex says Aaron Hernandez. Love that response. Uh, people are just saying LeBron, no question. Uh, we finally got a Tyson here that comes from Draven. But, I mean, I think if we're being 100% honest with ourselves, Mike Tyson is the scariest guy to ever, ever compete in the ring, compete anywhere. I, I don't understand I agree with Rhino. I don't understand how that was a question. It's it's him 1000%. Uh, I do want I'm going to click down here. I do want to read it. I I found it earlier today. Tom Brady had a lot of nice things to say about Bill Belichick. I think it was on his podcast. Uh here's the quote right now. So Jim Gray says he's a historian of the game. He kind of deflects all of this, but you know how uh, but you know him probably better professionally than anybody. What do you think of these records mean to him since he won't tell us himself? Brady says, well, I think it means a lot to him. He's a historian of the game. I remember when I was there, we talked about the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers. There was a lot of history lessons that he would give the team just to give your perspective on the history of football, history of coaching, history of playing, history of rivalries and games and founding NFL teams. Because we all love football, you know, he's going to go down as, you know, the greatest coach of all time. <clears throat> he's done just an incredible job, certainly with the Patriots. And he learned a lot over the years when he's with the Giants, the Jets, the Browns, his history goes way back. So 
you should feel good about those things. It's a lifetime achievement award as well. And he's put a lot into it and he's taught a lot of people the game of football in a very detailed way. He believes in the fundamentals. He believes in the techniques. He believes in preparation, hard work, discipline, toughness, all the things that are sustainable over time. And they're all great lessons to learn in life too. So he's an amazing coach. And again, I was very lucky to play for him for all those years. And I really think that time is a healer. And I think that Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick are starting to put their rivalry to bed. I think we saw it when Tom Brady returned to Gillette Stadium. I think that that was, you know, indication that he was starting to you know, they were, they were starting to heal. Right. And I think it's time. I, I still think that Bill Belichick desperately wants to win a Super Bowl without Brady. I don't believe it's going to happen at this point. I believe that uh, Belichick's time is going to come. I don't think this team is going to be ready. I think that if he would have went on a real rebuild and not spent all that money last off season, had Mac Jones, let him develop. And then, you know, bring in some younger players, spend money in other places, maybe have some guys that he did sign available. I think that we may have seen something else, especially when you got guys like Jack Jones who are playing. Um, however, I do want to put a big shout out to Bill Belichick. And I think there needs to put a lot of respect on his name. Tom Brady's putting respect on his name. Uh, I don't care if he ever beat Shula's record. And I think there's a chance he could not with the gap that's between them and considering Belichick is 70 years old. However, I think that he's going to go down as the greatest of all time. I think Tom Brady had a big part of that. I think Bill Belichick would acknowledge that he was a big part of that. That's a part of the history of the game. The two of them created absolute magic together. I don't believe that anybody built two. I think Brady helped Belichick. Belichick helped Brady, and the two of them made magic together. But Belichick should be proud of this. He should be looking at this as a historian. He's going to be in the history books. People are going to be talking about Bill Belichick for a long time, the same way that we talk about Vince Lombardi. And I think it was a big move, and I think it was good. And I, I give a lot of credit to Tom Brady for coming out and saying what needed to be said. Bill Belichick is probably the greatest of all time. Not probably, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. I can make the argument why he is. I know there's people out there going to be like, oh, what has he ever accomplished without Tom Brady? Shut up. That's what I say. Shut the fuck up. That's what he's accomplished without Tom Brady. And listen, um, Buffalo Bills beat the Green Bay Packers last night. It was a great game. Uh, they played well. I saw a tweet today from an Eagles fan. It was like, yeah, we could beat this Bills team. You're out of your mind if you think you can beat this Buffalo Bills team. This team just looks so much better. Tredavious White's about to come out. And uh, my boy hashtags, my boys at hashtag sports, Paul and Mario, they were talking today about should the Bills put Jordan Poyer or Jordan Poyer on the IR with Tredavious White returning. Go check out their video over there on the hashtag channel. It's also up on DeanBlundell.com. Uh, tomorrow, I'll have my boy Griff on. We're going to talk a little bit of hockey. No Adam today because of the trick and the treating with my kids. And I hope you all had a great Halloween. That's it for Ray's Sports Rant here on this Monday, October 31st. Tomorrow is November 1st and November 2nd. I have a big, big surprise for my boy Mario on the Who's Got Next podcast. But you're going to have to wait until then. All right, everybody, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Ray Sports Rant. Of course, we're part of the Dean Blundell Network over on DeanBlundell.com. Follow us on Twitter at DBlundellNet. Follow the uh, creator, the hostess with the most. Just create the uh, pod, follow the podfather himself at It's Dean Blundell. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter as well at DPN underscore Ray. Uh, check out all my stuff at DeanBlundell.com. We're, uh, we're a great network. 
Uh, thanks to my boy Joe, who had me on uh, the New York uh, The Call this week, the sports call this week. I had a great time talking Patriots Jets. Patriots beat the Jets and, uh, you know, kept themselves in the conversation for possibly maybe trying to get into a wild card spot. Ain't going to happen, but we can at least enjoy it. Uh, really interested to see what the Patriots are going to do at the trade deadline, especially with all those guys, you know, Kendrick Bournes and the Nelson Aguilar's of the world. Uh, tune in tomorrow for my boy Griff when we talk the NHL. And uh, listen, I was pretty tame today. It was a quiet, quiet day. And if I said anything that offended you, I need to remind you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.